Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Tonight, we share the story of a man who just refused to give up. He lost an arm in an accident, lamented for 10 years and nothing happened. However, when he decided to turn things around, he went on to change the world starting from his local community. And through that, created opportunity for several others to live out their dreams. Sylvester Berima Inchi is the man I'm celebrating tonight on your virtual university. And he has probably one of the most compelling stories of bounce backability I have ever heard in my whole life. In our Ten Commandments segment, I'm going to ask you to help me collate our guests' top 10 lessons that we have learned tonight. For those of you who want to learn how to write books, tonight there is free tuition for you. How to hear a story and compose it into a book or the chapters of a book. Just pay attention as together you and I comprise or, 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 or put together the chapters of the story of a book. You may want to call the book The Ten Commandments of Berima Inchi, or shall we say The Ten Keys for Bouncing Back from Adversity. As usual, let's start with our scriptural verse for the day, and not surprisingly, on this Easter Sunday, it's about restoration. And so if you are good at Bible verses, just post the chapter and the book. This time, not on my Facebook page, but on the official Legacy and Legacy Facebook page. So you should be rushing there by now. And I'm going to give the person who writes the right, the right chapter and verse, or verses, the right chapter and verses, the first person to write it, a copy of our book, The Turning Point. I think that's the, the, the most appropriate book today for the things we're going to discuss. The Turning Point, How to Seize the Opportunity of a Lifetime. That's the gift I'm giving out today to the first person to post the Bible verse that I'm going to share right now. And it says, and I quote, So I will restore to you the years that a swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. Where can this Bible verse or verses be found? If you know, just post it on my Facebook page, oh, sorry, Legacy and Legacy Facebook page, and the first person gets to win a copy of our book, The Turning Point. I'm just so eager to give that book to somebody tonight. Springboard is a thematic radio seminar committed to raising a new generation of African leaders and executives using the, the medium of human capital development. My name is Albert Okran. And from now till you graduate at 8 p.m., please stay tuned because your personal value is bound to shoot up. This broadcast is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy, your number one choice for world-class corporate training and your Superstation Joy 99.7 FM. It is proudly brought to you by the kind courtesy of Echo Bank, the Pan-African Bank. I'm supported on this broadcast by my virtual academic board comprising Comfort, the registrar with Matthew and Ignatius providing support in production. Barry Mainchi was devastated when he lost one arm in a motor accident. For the first part, he chose to suffer in silence the trauma and social consequences of being an amputee. But he turned things around in a big way, and today he's raising people who are looking beyond their disability and living a full life. And some of the details, I believe, are absolutely amazing. I want to find out how he did it, where it all began from, and how we can challenge ourselves to become the very best that we can be. You want to call it the can-do edition of Springboard Virtual University. I first met, met Berryman at the MTN Heroes of Change, and I thought his story was compelling. So tonight, let's enjoy it together as we welcome the man from Offenso, Berryman MG. Berryman, good evening and welcome to Springboard. Good evening, Father. Reverend Okra. How are you, sir? By grace, I'm doing well. well you and the family. We are very well. It's great to have you on the show, and your story is one that inspires every one of us we're going to try and pick it up piece by piece for the benefit of our listeners so tell us where it all began what what were you engaged or involved in a bit before your accident what were you engaged in Reverend O'Cram, call me albert thanks to god for making it even possible to be here 
and giving me this nice platform to let people know my vision. What, by his grace, I've been able to achieve. I'm very mentry from Offenso. First, I was not disabled, I was an able person. And I decided to help the youth in my community. What I saw was that the youth were roaming about in the street, doing a drinking and just playing drugs, talking, gossiping. So I decided, what can I do to promote, to engage the people in education and job? So I started organizing the youth by forming a football club called Act Angels Football Club. We registered with the National Sports Council. During that time, there was a few teams. It's not like today that we have plenty of football clubs in Ghana. What, what year was this? It was 1973. Wow. Matthew, were you born? <laughs> Please go ahead. So sir. I started with Act Angels. And do you know how I, I always bring them together? prepare food for them and during eating I started discussing asking them questions about what vision do they have what mass they have what do we want to do so I got to know a lot wants to further the education so I started taking them to local schools to get admission for them so that they can acquire skills and I can show you by grace of God about 30 of them have graduated and Polytechnic University and clinical nurses they were able people, not physically challenged people. So as time goes on, we engaged in the football match, which was on 26 June 1977. We were going to play a football match at Sejedumasi, a national. Unfortunately for us, we were involved in serious accident. That led. One boy died and I lost my right hand. I lost my right hand. So as I'm talking now, I have one and one half of I didn't stop I was still thinking what do, can I do but unfortunately for me it was very difficult to make it people started using me even saying all sorts of words against me I'm crazy I'm out of my, because of my evil days why can what a lot of things but I didn't doubt about it so I sat down and realized my plans were to help the able people but now I'm now physically challenged. And comparing myself, my whole body is 100%. But if I've lost my right hand, it's about 5% out of the 100. So is the 95% going to lie upon the 5% or the 5% or to and upon the 90%, 25%. So I decided to do, to see, I have to make it. I realized that people with physically challenged deserve sitting by the road begging out. Why should I say that? Because nobody was caring for him. I'm sorry to say you are reverend, but I just want to put a question for you before I go on with the story. In case you have an appointment in your church service and you are going to meet a physically challenged person, crying around, who wants to enter your church premise? Will you get time to lift her or him today? Say, oh, I'm busy. I have some, almost my time is up. So, and look, even at the structures in Ghana, I say, oh, is it friendly to the physically challenged people? I got to know that from the government, traditional leaders, any uh, religious body, all are not friendly. They just say it by their mouth, but they are not acting. Why am I saying that? And our parents. A child is born physically challenged in the family. They feel shy even to mention. So they decide to do away with the child. So they have a name for us. They are scenty. They are smelling. Why are we smelling? Why are we scenty? Because proper care is not taken. I got to know that if I want to prove to the world that, or Ghanaians that, there's no woman being who is a smell or scenty because of not doing our responsibilities, not taking proper care. So I decided, guarantee them. And it was funny when I started bringing these people out. I decided to see how can I bring these people together and see how best we can help ourselves. Because we were not born as beggars. We were not born as beggars. I've lost my right, lost my right hand. 
but my nothing has affected my brain, my eyes, not any part of my body. That's not mean I cannot do anything. Eh? I'm to tell you, Reverend, when I was in admission, a certain man visited me at the hospital bed. Instead of saying something, we to convince, want to motivate me. Say, ah, so Berima, do you wish to stay alive? Are you going to use your single hand to clean your bottles and use the same hand to eat? If I were you, I'll commit suicide. You're saying that somebody recommended that? That's yes, he, he was by me. He paid me a visit at the hospital. I said, friend, I knew he was coming to say something that will motivate me or to encourage me to do a way of thinking of losing my right. But he rather was in me. And he was not the only person to he was not the only person, about four or five. And even they went through along to tell my wife, family, that if the parents allow me to marry their daughter, first I've lost my organ, my own main organ. That means I cannot work. Secondly, the wife cannot get a cloth to cover her face because of losing my right arm. Do you think that society is very unkind to the physically challenged? No. That is why they are saying they are not friendly to us. Our first time they say, remember. So, no. you're saying that in your state, in the hospital, battling for your life or, 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 or thinking about how you would move your life forward, the comments and suggestions you were receiving were more about the fact that there was no future for you. Yes. That is. How did you turn it around? I told them Bondland that if I've lost my right hand, the remaining ninety-five percent can make something positive life. Where did you find the strength from? Were you always that that optimistic? Was it something that you found in your moment of adversity or Reverend you were... Father? I Reverend, I'm to tell you Call me I read Andrew. something from the Bible about the four lepers. So it motivated me that if they were able to feed people, then I can do more. I know it's, it was the work of the devil. We know the devil, as the Bible say, you don't have any future for us, only our downfall. So I, told, I came down and realized that that's why the physically challenged people are sitting by the roadside begging. So I decided to bring them together. Reverend, if I mean to tell you, it was not easy. It was not easy. They were shouting, I'm out of my sense, crazy. This man, see no ma. Losing your head and stay, not thinking of people healthy and working, bringing these people out. They decided even to take me to psychiatric hospital for treatment because I'm misbehaving as a mental crazy person for bringing people, people together yeah. with a view to helping yes. them. How many people came when he called for this meeting the first time? <laughs> we, there were 12 people. And the day there was a disaster. It was Sunday. A disaster in the whole offense. Market day. People from all sorts of like came around us. Hey! What is this? Look at the people. The devils. The sick people. We are not sick. Oh. We are deformed. A disability that don't mean a sick person. So when, when you gathered them, what, what, what did you hope to achieve? What, what did you start out with? I know now it's very, there are three huge centers, but let's break it down. How did you start this? When you gathered them, what was I your intention? I went in the house with my amputee. Tell them I'm past and past of you. You are careful. And I'm also have lost my right hand. So we are all the same. We have the same name. We are same. Our people call us sick people. So I thought I have a vision. That we can make a life instead of sitting by the roadside begging for arms or looking at people to help us. As the Bible says, we shouldn't depend upon any woman. Women cannot give any and us any support. So I thought it was relevant. It's not easy. People from all sorts of hey, what a mystery. Go and see. It was in front of my house. Hey, now the man, now he has sell all his things. Go and see what he's doing. Instead of sitting down thinking of how he can make life, he has, he has brought all these people out and having a meeting. And how he even proud of discussing issue. It seems he's not the one who has lost his right. 
So you got this meeting together, a Congress of sorts, a gathering of fiscally challenged people. people. Different you, type of fiscally challenged. And you shared your vision with them. And what, they were happy about that. What did you tell them? I said, hey, we are no more sick people. You are crying on the ground, but you can use your brain and the hands. There's a way you can make a life. Depending upon somebody cannot make you anything. They will just give you token and let go and sit at the place and laugh at you. Right. So, if you listen to me, I think we can make something positive in life. And we can create a history. And we can let the people know that. They are liars. They are deceiving us. What if they don't want to care for us? That's why. And I, I know African mentality that I'm caring for very much so that in future, I'm investing in very much so in future, we will also come back. But to me, that is not the policy. I'm investing in Bermanji so that his life will be better in future. That's be so. He just wanted to give them an opportunity. Yes. Let's talk about. Let's fast forward a, a bit more. So, you began to train them. Let's let's walk through some of the skills you began to impart All in them. All right. I started training them in dressmaking, leatherwork, shoe making, and leather carving, batik tie and dye, woodwork, carpentry. This is what I started with them. Now, unfortunately, fortunately, my wife was. At uh, um, uh, what? At the mistress, he had passed out on vacation, and he was teaching. One of our local schools at the said, and I share my vision with her. This is what I have. So, if you can stop the work and help me, he was very happy to join me because he knew the vision was uh, very good for mankind. As a Christian. We are not supposed to take the Bible alone to go and talk and talk and sing and dance. But, see, faith and actions. As you are talking about faith, you have to act. So I decided, and you know how I started it. My wife was owning a puff sewing machine, which was given to her by the mother. So I told her, hey, my wife, if I understand what I'm saying, then bring you a sewing machine. Used to start you know, I was a certain reverend father called Father Moro gave me a swim. I gave me $1,100 a pounds. I went and rent a storeroom, divided into three. One that I work as shoemaking, one dressmaking, tailoring, and the other one was my office. Because if you call any instructor to come out, the parents would say, hey! Are you going to work with these people? Are you normal? Do you want to give a birth to a disabled person? Hey! We started to put fears in them. So it was very hard. Even now, Reverend, as I'm talking, now that school like Winneba, special education and other institutions are coming in, and so I was solely relying on foreigners. Let's, let's talk about the foreign support and collaboration. So how did your work come to the attention of the world? How did you get international agencies to suddenly become interested in the man who was originally considered mentally challenged because you were physically challenged and you were trying to help other people? Let's talk about it. I used to go to Kumasi Cultural Center where the tourists comes and visit. I used to go and buy a bottle of Coke or mineral. Sitting down, when I see any white person, I just get close to you, introduce myself, and tell you my vision and do what I want to do. And sometimes invite you to my house to see what I've started doing. First, I was dealing with the British High Commissioner. He was used to come to me every weekend to visit me boldly. The High Commissioner? Yes. He first even donated sewing machines, 12 sewing machines, and some letterwear tools to me. How did you meet him? He, uh, I, know I was writing letters to these embassies just to see, but what I used to do is to invite you first to the place. I don't just ask you for money or anything. I just, oh, this is my vision. I've started to list it. I wish if you can come and have a look. So when they came, when they came, I mean, let's talk about a couple of the people who came. What was it that impressed them the most, in your they, opinion? They were really surprised that a person who is really deformed, who is really not thinking of his future. But rather thinking of his fellow brothers and sisters. That impressed them. So the principle of sacrifice. Yes. Helping yes. other people other instead people. of... Instead, instead of, of searching for my own. Right. 
So that's what attracted business. So what, who are some of the agencies that have supported your work so far? No, I bought some support from Jaka some years ago. They even built a dormitory block for me at Nkinkes, one of my centers. The British High Commission, the German Embassy, and the American Embassy. An organization like Orion Foundation of Netherlands. Orion Foundation of Netherlands. So from France, Action Friend of Germany. Pastor Marcus Lehmann of Hamburg, Germany. And two friends from Austria. So from a little beginning with one sewing machine, you now currently, or in the course of time, have gotten support from from Germany, from Japan, from Britain. from Britain, and from different Germany. organizations. If somebody said to you, what what would you call your big secret? What would you say? My big secret is, it was the Almighty God who gave me the strength, the power, and the faith to do that. I, was, I cannot say without mentioning God's name. To me, I believe in God. And I know with God, everything is possible. And I have a strong faith that whatever God has sent me, it will come to pass. So I have to. I, I got a chance to sit on the panel that's, that voted for the Heroes of Change. I, I found your story very compelling for one single reason. Uh, among, among others, the part that touched me the most was about the fact that some of your graduates are now breadwinners in their families. Oh, happy to you. I, that's why I'm saying, I wish one of you be there. Now, I can boldly say, out of by God's grace, but 85% of 100,000 students who have passed out are making a quite tremendous and a happy life. And they are down, they're breadwinners. They have even sponsored their brothers and sisters to university. And they are on their own house and cars and married to an able person. So you are rather very disabled, but able. You're saying that, that your achievement that now we were told that how can a, a physically challenged person marry to an able person? But now they come by themselves because you know we are very industrious and very determined and careful. Listen, you see the passion of the man when he talks about his dreams and his vision is just absolutely infectious. And for me, I, 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 I am I am humbled by the fact that you can say that. You not only have given people opportunity, you also have have changed the societal pers- pers- perception about people with disability. And you're saying that your graduates are helping people who are able-bodied to make a living. Instead of depending on them, they are rather helping them to make a living. I'm going to come back to you and break this down. This part of it is, for me, the part that is most interesting. We're going to try and raise one of your students on the line to find out how they feel about the work that you are doing because let's let's share it from the horse's own mouth hello good evening hello good evening hello good evening all right i'm trying to get on the line to things to try and find out from the students of berima hello good evening hello good evening sir your name your, your name please please my name is Charles. charles yes sir all right so charles tell me about your experience with the fiscally challenged action foundation and and the life of Barry Mangi. First of all, are you fiscally challenged yourself? Yes, sir. And share your share your disability with us. Tell us about your disability and 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 your before your life before you joined the foundation. Yeah, uh, I was in the village with my parents, and one day I heard information about uh, this man, Sylvester uh, Barry Mr. Ike in office so and i told my mom that okay i have had this information so i want to go to this man because i heard it from a lot of people that he's doing helping a lot of people to find their to live independence to find their own uh, life and uh, my mother brought me to the center and this man also took good care of me because when I came to uh, that center, the fact told me, no, he don't want me to work uh, uh, like vocational, so he wants me to go to school. Then uh, in future, I can become a good position because I told the fact that I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to live 
like begging someone, I want to live independent. I want to live independent life. And he said, okay. And this man, everything I need, everything I want, you do it for me. Uh, anything I ask him, you do it for me. And even my dad is dead. And my mom also don't have anything. He sells second-hand clothes in Obwasi. So I, uh, I was in the center for seven years now. Having visit my parents, I always live in the center because everything I want, he gives it to me. And it's not only me, he helps he help a lot of people, uh, those who are not physically challenged. And he, uh, especially the physical challenge, this man all helps. All right, Charles, just, just so that our listeners can understand, um, what what kind of disability do you have, you in particular? What kind of disability I, do you have? I have a neck problem, sorry. Right. Yeah, so, I have a neck problem. So what economic activity are you involved in now? Uh, what work are you doing now? What skill have you learned? Please, I can't hear you well. What skill have you learned so far? Yeah, I'm a student. I'm now junior high, uh, second year. And I'm uh, learning hard to become a doctor. I want to be a doctor. And everything this man is providing for me. So any help I want, the man always uh, helps me. Right. Charles, we look forward to coming for your graduation when you become a doctor just invite us from the virtual university we'll come and support you during your graduation congratulations charles yes. thanks for making time to be with us on the virtual university okay right yes. so that's a student Berima, when you when you meet these people when when you meet your students who you have given an opportunity to how does it make you feel i feel very proud that by god's grace through me they announced somebody and the people in the community accept them. So how, how, how does it work out? Do they, do they get to pay? Do they pay school fees for they being... They don't pay anything. They don't pay anything. I'm sorry to say, I provide them with anything, everything. Even the, ma, the ladies, I used to provide them with a pad and everything. And underpants, and knickers and everything. I have to do everything because I've, I've taken them as my own sons and daughters because I really understand their problem. I really understand their problem. So of no need I should let them go and ask because the parents know that they cannot give any support after investing in them. So they are useless. But I just rather by God's gift to prove to them that they are not useless because they have that mentality. But we don't have that. How many students do you have in your three centers put together? How many students? At the moment, I have 120 students in the center. And how many have graduated since you started the center? Thousand students all over the country. Every district, every 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 region in Ghana. If you go there, you have right. So when they are graduating, walk us through the. I know there's one graduation coming up very soon. February next so, year, February. Right. So when they are graduating, what happens during the graduation period? We will conduct some examination, and if they pass, we give them graduation. They will invite a lot of people, all sort of people, to come and help us. We provide them tools and machines upon the scale the one acquired. After providing the tools, we give them bubble and certificate. And we started from 500, which is 50 Ghana cities. Now we give them 500 Ghana cities, which is 5 million for each student. And we monitor him or her for six months to see that he's well settled before we leave him or her out. Walk us through this again. So you started by giving them 50 Ghana CDs for every student graduating, plus the tools to start their own business. And a bubble and a certificate. Right. And now you're seeing that as time has gone on, you've grown in terms of your support, right. and each student that graduates, graduates gets 500 Ghana CDs. Five million now. I, I, I know you like the old guys. <laughs> 500 Ghana CDs plus the tools. Bubble and certificate. For a cause for which they didn't pay. Yes. For medical care, moving gaggers, clothing, everything. It's 34 minutes past the hour of seven. If you are listening tonight, this is the voice of Sylvester Berryman Entry, my guest on Springboard of Virtual University tonight. He's telling me about starting from a place of his own disability, refusing to be to be bogged down. Of course, he, 
there was an initial period when he 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 carried his own pain and and the and, and, and the discomfort and ignominy of being rejected by society because he was an amputee. But after a while, he rose up and said, listen, enough is enough. It must be 37 years now since you got your accident. Is that correct? Yes. Right. So 37 years, maybe the first 10 years of which you spent lamenting about your problems. And in the past 27 years, giving life to so many other people and created help through the Fiscally Challenged Action Foundation. And the part that is really touching me is the part that you see, your graduates are now helping the able-bodied to earn a living and in their bread, employment, a lot of employment. They are breadwinners in their yes. families. We were last even interview one boy called Yapat. You saw him in the video, if you have saw watched the video. He was using his right left arm. He passed on 18 years now. And when we visited him, he was having 20 apprentices learning from him. And I suppose every three years, 10. Eight times 10, 60. And this sister can also train another. So I know they have engaged a lot of employment in Ghana. Right. The rejected stone have now become the cornerstone of the building. Wow. Now I'm very proud of my people because I'm now proud even to be a physical challenge. Because now God is using me to prove to them that everything created by God has a purpose. Wow. God created us just for creating sick. He may know what he meant. So I always give thanks to Almighty God for making me so. If I hear you right, you're saying that you give thanks to God yes. because you find yourself in this position. Yes. Can you can you say categorically that you are being more effective as a person today than you were before your accident? Reverend, I can boldly say that. Because first, I was looking as unconcerned because I can, I'm a man, I can do everything. But now, I've been assigned for a responsibility. By who? By God. To prove to others, those unbelievers, that with God everything is possible. He can change everything. And everything is possible to God. Now, look at me. I can boldly say, I'm not joking. Now, about 60% of population in Ghana are employed through me, through my hands. I can say, because... Now, I'm saying, by God's grace, I've been able to train thousand students with various skills. And those who have even gone to secondary school, universities, polytechnics, are not the normal. I'm, I'm talking about who have been given skill training. I hear that the, when, you, when you go to a fence with these days, it's rare to find a, a, a fiscally challenged person you on the can, street. Uh, can, by God's grace, you cannot even see a single fiscally challenged person sitting by the road, begging for, or even walking into the market. You may, you may see one, maybe he's a stranger, but when it comes the citizen will tell, hey, go to Berima Entry for a job if you don't have a job. My guest for tonight is Berima Entry as you walk through the pages of his life and talk about how he turned adversity into a story of triumph. If you're listening tonight and you are touched by the story of Berima, I'm going to give you a chance to talk with him right after this very brief commercial break. When I come back, I'm going to be opening the phone lines and find out from you how... What do you think about the story of a man who decided that there is nothing that is impossible if only you can pursue your dream? Eric Osiakwain, who's writing... Eric, Eric, what part of the world are you at right now? Eric is an IT specialist traveling around the whole world. Eric says, in the school of success, overcoming and learning from failures are stepping stones to the top. George Aquamod Morgan says, I can talk of an auntie who got her law degree after quitting her teaching job already with two kids and past the age of 40. She had studied as a caterer earlier in life and she at a point suffered sickness and had to work with clutches. Right. So if you have a story of somebody who has overcome great odds and adversity and has gone on to achieve great things, you can share them with us when we get to open the phone lines. The question we are asking, are great success stories born about people who started well and climbed all the way to the top or people who overcame adversity and just refused to give up. Berima is extremely passionate. And while we're off air, I made a promise to him, and I'm going to make that promise right here on air, that we will take the Springboard Roadshow to Offenso and to, to Berima and his team at Offenso. Come and, come and set up shop there and have a Springboard Roadshow. That's a promise I've made to him, and we will keep it. And when we come back, we'll give you the pictures <laughs> and the feedback. Berima, that, that's a deal, don't uh, you? Thank you. Right. <laughs> thank you for that. Right, thank so you. we'll come to Offenso. All right, the phone lines are open. Let's talk. Good evening. Hello, good evening. 
030-221-6541 is the number. And let me remind you that we are compiling also the top 10 lessons you have learned from our guest tonight. If you are listening tonight and you have learned some lessons, just share them with us. I have put together my first seven lessons already. I hope you also have put together your lessons. These lessons can become the chapter headings for a book. Okay. And for those who want to write, learn how to write books, it's very simple. Listen to a story, break it down into into blocks and use each block to develop the theme or the chapter. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Your name and where are you calling from, please? Farid from Laboni. Farid, are you inspired tonight? I am highly inspired. And, you know, I, I happen to be a visually impaired myself. Wow. And I'm in my final year in Okapman School. And listening to Berima, you know, he just makes my dreams and aspirations look very real. They, he just sort of inspires me to go, and go on and on and, and achieve all my dreams in life. And I'm very grateful to all of you for bringing him on your show. Farid, thank you. That's the reason why Berima flew all the way just to be with us. He actually came all the way from Finsu just for this interview. And it's because of people like you that he came. Berima, how do you feel? No, I'm very proud to have people convinced about my Vision. Your vision for the physical yeah, challenge. challenge. We should make you a minister for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hello, good evening. Good evening, sir. Your name, where are you calling from? I'm pleased, Mr. Albert. This is Aaron Smith calling from Wakati College. Did you say? Did you say Aaron? Yes, please. A Bwakwa State College. Yes, please. Aaron, tell us a story tonight. I'm very, very inspired about the master, and I hope to encourage every young man on the YouTube. Be self-determined. Yeah. So I've learned about self-determination from you. Right. You have learned about self-determination. I'll add a chapter a chapter on self-determination in our book you are writing together. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Aaron. Um, 030-221-6541. If you're listening to Barry Matt tonight and you want to share your thoughts about it, just call into the show. Let's talk. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Your name, where are you calling from? My name is Enoch. I'm calling from Adenta. Enoch from Adenta, tell me, are you learning something from Berima tonight? I'm so enthused and I'm thank God for such a man's life. I'm learning something from him that in spite of whatever happens, you can still make a change in the world. So I'm using this platform to advise the youth across the country that we should take upon ourselves to work it out. Not only depend on the government and other people, we can do something and effect the change. We can do something and effect the change. Thank you very much. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. You want to call and talk to Barry? Ma, just call into the show. Let's talk and let's share the lessons that you are learning. And tell me about the great success stories of this life. Are they about people who started well and rose to the top, or people who just rose up in spite of adversity? Hello, good evening. Yeah, hello, good evening, Albert. Your name? Where are you calling from? Um, my name is William. William. Yes. What is the big takeaway for you tonight? Um. For me, basically, it's about ignoring the odds. Although, although people laugh at him, looking at him from the hospital bed and stuff. I mean, if if he had wanted to take all those things into consideration, but, but I can say those are some of the things that might have triggered him also to 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 get to where he is now. And I I, I think it's, it's it's worth it, and it's worth congratulating, and you should just keep on doing. Show. Right. Thank you very much. I'll take a couple, a couple more callers. 030-221-6541. This is the story of a man who chose to ignore his own disability and rise up above it. And not just that, but create opportunity for several others. Today's story is being celebrated across the world. And let me add also that he was one of the finalists in the MTN Heroes of Change. He was one of the award winners. And it's a story that we think is absolutely compelling. Hello, yes. good evening. Hello, good evening. Your name, where are you calling from, please? My name is Matilda. I'm calling from Spain. Matilda, speak to Berima. Tell him what you think about his story. Um, I'm very much inspired by his story. I like the fact that he's been very genuine with us. He said that when the, when the accident happened, for some years he was downed, but then he didn't stay there. He encouraged himself. He believed in God. He believed himself, and he pulled up. In fact, he has really inspired me this evening. There's this project personally I'm working on, and I felt I couldn't go on. But listening to him, I'm really much inspired. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let me take the last caller tonight. Hello, good evening. 
Hello, good evening. Good evening. Your name and your thoughts about what Barry is sharing tonight? Um, I'm Julius, and I'm. I just want to encourage him in what he's doing. The more you give, the more you receive from God. So he should continue, and definitely God will make a way so he can even expand and reach people he didn't think he'll be able to reach. Hello. Yes, I'm listening to you. Yes, please. That is my message to him. God bless him for the work he's doing. And he should just continue. God will definitely open up more opportunities. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. So the, the lesson is that God will bless you and Thank you open much. up more opportunities to you. All right. So we're still sharing our thoughts from the various platforms. And if you have your own thoughts about this, you can still post them on social media. Very much. What looking forward, what is the future like for the Fiscally Challenged Action Foundation? Uh, I know it's success, but I need some support because I have some problems concerning those graduates. It's the, the responsibility of the parents to provide them a working place. But as I'm talking, they want the parents want me to do, but for that, I'm appealing to the public. No, we have a physiotherapy center providing free service to every individual, even in the community. I don't take anything. Everything I do is free for everybody because anybody, everybody can be a, dis, a physically challenged. Your age can lead to a disability if you have. So, to me, I know everybody, so far as we're human be, you'll be a physically challenged before you die. So, it's better to invest in such a project so that your future... I'm giving you a story. There was a, a reverend minister who gave me this story, that his uncle built a story building. And at the last one, the top one, he decreed where he was sleeping. Because there was a physically challenged boy near him. He don't want the boy to disturb him. So instead of decreeing the down floor, he went up and forgetting that he can be a physically challenged one day. Unfortunately for him, he got diabetic. So he had to be brought down from the up. Now he's not enjoying the absence now, but <laughs> so to me, I know physically challenged people. I have a problem. My problem is that the institutions in Ghana, I'm talking about education, normal education, formal education. The structures strength, the are not friendly to the physically challenged people. They are not even, and some of the teachers are not friendly to us. So um, I've planned to have a demonstration school from kindergarten up to JSS at my center. So I'm appealing to the general public to come to my aid. Because all the stretches, even the government have built, it's not friendly to the physically challenged people. That's why they say these people don't want to go to school. Not that we don't want, but how can I go? I have some people in my school, at my center. They were sent to the public school. But the teacher says they are giving they are giving them troubles for too, too much work to do because of the stretch of how it's designed. When he gets to the classroom and he feels urinate, the teacher has to help her or bring her down. He says, he cannot do that. So he asked me to take my word from the school. So you have to withdraw the word. Withdraw So that gave me a lot of pain that I have to own my own school, my school. In my school, if you come there, I have a pavement. Every room have access for a physically, no matter how physically challenged or your disabilities. If somebody is listening tonight and wants to touch base with the foundation, if any, if somebody is listening tonight and wants to reach your foundation, yes. what number should they call? How can they reach you? What email? What number? I have uh, my telephone number is zero two four four nine four eight. One seven zero zero two four four nine four eight one seven zero zero two zero eight four four one nine seven four zero two zero eight four four one nine seven four. My email pickup nineteen eighty eight at yahoo dot com. Spell spell the pickup. Pickup. Take it. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I brought in a lot of complimentary cards. PCAF 
PCAF1988 at yahoo.com. Right. We'll put, it, we'll put them on our Facebook page um, so people can, can be part of, of what you're doing. But Barryma, with everybody listening, if there's one thing that you... Let me, let, let me give you a chance to catch your breath and let me share um, my thoughts about what you have shared, the summary of what I've, I've learned from you tonight. And if anyone were trying to write a book, these should be the blocks around which your story must be built. So let me call it my Ten Commandments of Berryman. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> one day when somebody decides to write your life story, let the person You see, all right, so number one, do something about the things you feel strongly about. You said you started by helping young unemployed people who were playing drafts by using sports as a medium for gathering them. So, number one, do something about the things you feel strongly about. Number two, society can be very cruel when you suffer adversity. Um, People urged Berryman to commit suicide when he was on his hospital bed and even went ahead to lobby his wife's family to take their daughter back because they felt... He could not perform his role as a husband. Let mm-hmm. me let me let me inform our listeners that he's in the studio with a beautiful daughter, a beautiful daughter as proof of the fact that he was able to defy the odds and do everything <laughs> that was expected of him. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> share your vision with stakeholders. Berima convinced his wife to leave her job and join him in pursuing his vision. So you need to share your vision with stakeholders. Number four, start with a little seed. Start with a little seed. He may need big money today, but it's worthy of mention that his wife invested her one sewing machine as the starting point, and now they they give out machines to people who are graduating, and they receive machines in numbers from their donors. But it started with one machine from his wife. Number five, create awareness about your work. Create awareness about your work. He talks about going to sit at places where people he expects to support him can be found and lobbying them and inviting them to come and see the work for themselves and supporting the work. That is how to do it. He, sell, he sold his vision to stakeholders and so create awareness about your work. Number six, do something. That's one of the most important lessons. Do something. Instead of complaining about the things that people are, are saying that are annoying you, decide to do something about it. Start from somewhere and you will bring the change. Number seven, faith in God is essential. He says that he believes in God and everything that he does is anchored in the scriptures. Number eight, refuse to accept the testimony of people who see no good in you. They may say you are going nowhere. They may say you can do nothing but refuse to accept their testimony. Number nine, have compassion on people with physical challenges because you don't know when you yourself may be challenged in one way or another. And then number 10, maybe the most important, be passionate about your work. If you look into Bermes' eyes, the, the man has passion. You just have to listen to him. He has just convinced us to come to offense and we'll, and we'll go. <laughs> so these are the 10 chapters of the book. Do, do you like it? Yes, I really accept that. All right. So, so, so maybe you should get somebody to write the story of Bermes. <laughs> Let let's hear your closing thoughts. And by the way, before Bermes shares his closing thoughts, the scripture I gave you was from Joel chapter 2, verse 25 and 26. And the winner was Lillian Selfie, it's about restoration. God will restore what the, 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 the worms have stolen, the various worms have stolen. And so that is a scripture. Joel 2, 25 and 26 and the winner is Lillian Isilfi and you will get a copy of the book, The Turning Point. And so let me remind you that on the resurrection edition of A Walk With Jesus, we are talking about resurrecting dead marriages and relationships. And the host is my friend, Pastor Tuakwa. And the guests are Pastor Okome Mensah. And of course, counselor is George Lutrot. And they will be joining us on A Walk With Jesus. Before we go, Berima, if somebody is listening tonight, I know they can reach you on the numbers I gave you. 0244-948-170 and 020-844-1984. Or the email PCAF1988 at yahoo.com. Pastor Tuakwa is in the studio. Pastor, tell me, as a man of God, when you listen to the story of a man who decides not to cry about his pain, but to create opportunity for a thousand physically challenged people who are now themselves breadwinners and are helping able-bodied persons to make a living, what goes through your mind from the ministerial perspective? Well, um, so many things go go through my mind, Albert. Uh, First of all, uh, scripture that says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Uh, as far as uh, this story is concerned, it is a confirmation of the truth of that scripture. 
And then secondly, self-pity doesn't take us anywhere. Mm. Self-pity takes us nowhere. <laughs> Rema, let me give you the last word in, in less than a minute. Oh, I think gosh. I should give your daughter 10 seconds to give me her thoughts. Bring her, bring her into the studio. Uh, before I end my speech, I will take this opportunity to, to appeal to the public. We need a bus. Why do I need the bus? When I came to the Heroes of Change, I brought in some students to have a look. And I took them to the sea. In fact, they were really impressed because they have never, ever seen the sea before. And even if I talk about an aeroplane, they knew an aeroplane is like a bed. Being on there. They've so never I'm, seen the sea no. and they've never seen an aeroplane. And it's difficult to get the public transport to bring them here. Wow. Please, I'm appealing to the public. Please, that would this pitch touch them with their heart to give me a very handsome and a brand new Toyota. <laughs> you actually know the bus you want. <laughs> Before I go, let me, let me come to the daughter of Berima. Let me just give you 30 seconds. Tell me, how do you feel about your father's work? Your, your name first. My name is Benis Enchi. Benis, tell me, how do you feel about your father's work? I am so humbled by what my dad is doing because we've been a part of it since we were born. We were born into it. I mean, we... We sleep with the handicapped, we eat with the handicapped, so we don't really see them as handicapped. Unless we see them begging by the roadside, then we can tell that, oh, this is a handicapped person. And I think through what my dad is doing, all of us have been blessed, such that we the motivation is high. We, uh, we are all doing things by ourselves. We are trying to help in you know, our individual ways to help other people, not necessarily in the path that he has taken, but in our own ways. A seed has been sown in your life. Thank you so much. Thank Extend our too. regards to the whole family. So friends, this has been your virtual university. I'm sure we could go on and on and on, but let me end with the words of my friend Charles Mensah, who just sent us this message by Facebook. He says, Albert, I'm really touched and I'm crying. We have no reason to complain, my brother. Charles, it's the same way we feel right here on your virtual university. It's been Springboard, <laughs> your virtual university, and it's been an inspiring edition with Barry my entry and the, the man from Offenso has convinced us we are going to Offenso. When I come back, I'll give you pictures of my experience with Offenso. God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Happy Easter and good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Arbet and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages, at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-9900. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. No more searching, searching.